to Suburban Warrior, the podcast that will impact, inspire, and empower you to transform your mindset and become the badass warrior that you are. I'm your host and fellow warrior, Chrissy Pfeiffer, former clinician and corporate marketing exec turns multi-passionate entrepreneur, performance and life coach, and mom to four not-so-little warriors. Each week, I will bring you honest conversations with inspiring guests to share their stories of resilience, optimism, success, and simple yet effective strategies so that you transform your thoughts and change your behavior to get the results you want in your life. You will be empowered to take action, warrior up, and believe in you. What's up, warriors? Thank you so much for joining me yet again for another episode of the Suburban Warrior Podcast. These are certainly very crazy times that we are living in, and I just want you to know how grateful I am that you tune in and check out each episode week after week because I feel so strongly that I'm highlighting such amazing, inspirational people episode after episode. And my hope is that you are feeling connected and that from each episode, you can take a little nugget of inspiration or information that you can take into your life and maybe make one little change today that puts you in a positive mindset, gives you mindfulness, and helps you to just switch up that thought process and make your emotions and outcomes that much better. So in this episode, I have with me Molly McAndrew. And Molly McAndrew is the Chief Advancement and Communications Officer at Episcopal Community Services. And you may not have heard of them, but it is Episcopal Community Services is an organization outside of Philadelphia whose mission is to challenge and reduce intergenerational poverty. And they coach people as they achieve their goals toward economic independence, breaking the cycle of poverty. And I, when I first learned about Episcopal Community Services, it was just you know maybe a month ago or six weeks ago during this pandemic because they have a homeless shelter for moms and their children in West Philadelphia where, you know, being there normally is tough, but being there during quarantine when moms and their children really have to stay in their own rooms where there's no TV, limited access to technology, and not much for these children to do, it is really heartbreaking. But what Episcopal Community Services is doing is outstanding. So I'm highlighting them as just one of the many organizations in our area and throughout the country that are working to better the lives of the people that they serve locally. And what I have found through this pandemic, and I hope that you find as well, is that for those that are able to serve and able to do their part to help others, it really just comes back to you tenfold, right? This is a time when we do have a lot of downtime. There is a lot of time to think. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of worry. And if you're a deep thinker like myself, it unfortunately could cause a downward spiral in thinking. Too much time to think is sometimes not a good thing. And 
So I have focused my energies and efforts on doing things that make me feel good, that make my family feel good. And one of the top three is to serve others. And it's through serving others that we really find our own gratefulness, our own mission, and purpose, really. And so one of the things that I would highly suggest everyone doing, if they are able, if you are home, if you're sheltering in place, because again, not everybody has the ability to do that, and I understand that, but if you are finding yourself with some time on your hands, research local organizations that need help. Reach out to a friend or some healthcare workers that you know and ask them how they're doing. And here's a great example, Episcopal Community Services, when you hear Molly and the amazing things that they're doing, there are so many ways that we can help underserved communities. So I really am excited to have Molly on this show because as we all know, when we do good, it feels good. And, you know, while I think that we are in a time where we really don't know when this will pass or when it does, what life is going to look like, we can only focus on what we do know. And that's love, love, compassion, and resilience of the human spirit. And it's through that resilience that we will all come out of this better, stronger, and it's in through helping others through it that we will all be better. So my message today is like, let's lift each other up. Let's reach out a hand to those that truly need us. Because remember, not everyone is going to ask for help. We have to seek out those that need help. So thank you again for joining me. Thanks for being here week after week. I am so grateful. I I live every day in appreciation for my family, my friends, and to all of those people that send messages and say how much this podcast is helping them because really deep down, it's helping me. And I am so grateful for everyone being here. So without further ado, here's Molly. Great. Okay. Welcome, Molly. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So Molly McAndrew is the Chief Advancement and Communications Officer for Episcopal Community Services. And I know really a little bit about the organization from our conversations and a conversation, you know, with Maria Stroop from the Impact Center and just hearing about it, even just a little bit, I think you guys are doing some amazing, amazing work in the Philadelphia area and for our community. So I would love it if you could tell my listeners, you know, a little bit more about Episcopal Community Services. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Christy. Uh, so Episcopal Community Services, we call it ECS for short. So hear me kind of refer to it that way sometimes. Um, we have been working in Philadelphia for 150 years. And uh, this is actually 2020 is our 150th anniversary year. And um, our mission is to challenge and reduce intergenerational poverty. So our work, the way we do that is we coach people uh, as they achieve their goals towards economic independence. Um, 
operationally, the, what that really looks like are, you know, programs and services that, you know, um, you and your listeners are probably really familiar with. So we do a lot of housing work, um, health and wellness services, and of course, education and after school programming. Um, but the kind of specific difference that ECS brings to all of our work is that we're really, um, thinking about coaching and partnering with participants in whatever program and whatever place uh, where they are in their lives um, to, uh, you know, help them achieve their goals and improve their lives for themselves and their families. That's just amazing. I absolutely love that. And I know when we spoke the other day and you, you know, enlightened me a little bit more about the coaching services or the fact that, you know, you coach people towards, you know, financial independence. I think that that's, it's just so important because obviously giving some, you know, providing shelter for people and providing food for people and all of those things are obviously extremely important, uh, you know, for survival. But in order to sustain that or to help them really get out of this intergenerational poverty, it's, um, it's, I think the coaching is paramount. I mean, it's absolutely a service that has to happen you know, for their, for their mindset overall. So I think that that's wonderful that you guys provide that. It's really, you know, it's, I think what really appeals to me, what's like kind of connects to my passion about it is it's really taking principles that are useful for any of us in any of our lives and the way that uh, we need to set goals and uh, work towards those goals. And that that's, you know, sometimes something we need a little help with along the way, but those goals are our own, right? Um, And that's what's kind of, underneath the undercurrent in any kind of coaching model that you look at. Um, and what, you know, we didn't, the coaching model that we're using, we didn't make it up. We, um, you know, we're super research-based. So we've actually, we're partnered with an organization called empath in Boston that established kind of put the model together uh, and they're really generous. We're sharing it far and wide. Uh, and we've been able to use that model and tailor it specifically to our programs and working with people like kind of like, the, the specific needs of Philadelphians, um, you know, and as far as concer- we're concerned, we feel like the more people that can be working in that way, the better. Right. So yeah, you know, absolutely. We really feel like if that's information that we can share a way of working that we can, you know, connect other organizations or other people to, I mean, it's only going to benefit all of us. So tell me, how did you find ECS or what drew you to that organization? Yeah. So, um, you know, so I, my role is the kind of fundraising communications arm of things and, um, coming up, I I really started out working in arts organizations, uh, and then ended up in more of kind of a social service or social justice, human service, uh, realm of things. And once I started doing that work, I was like, Oh, this is it. Like working with people, um, uh, helping people, working towards social justice, those things feel like um, really connected to my passion. And, you know, at the end of the day, work is work. And I felt like I needed to feel like, you know, on those worst days of working, I needed to still feel like I was connected to something that was really meaningful and big, you know, um, and that's really motivating to me. Uh, so I still do arts uh, work and mostly in my volunteer time, but in my professional life, um, working on uh, kind of issues that have to do with people and helping people is really, uh, the most important. Uh, and I came to ECS It's actually technically my second time working at ECS, um, and was really drawn to 
that, the, the connections with people. So, um, the people that we're working with, the relationships that we build with the people in our programs, um, but then even just the relationships that are built built among people and staff and the people interdepartmentally. And um, it's just a really um, compassionate and hardworking uh, place, place to kind of get up and go to work or log into, such as it may be right now. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that you said, just, you know, connecting with people, which... I think right now in this time of social distancing for all of us, you know, a lot of people are struggling with that loss of connection, you know, that we're feeling with just really other human beings. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of through my coaching and the podcast and just in general, I mean, a lot of it is about creating connection, you know, but also trying to help people realize like, what are the things that we can be doing right now in our every day to help all of us get through, right? And, you know, part of that is, you know, focusing on your mindset and mindfulness and moving your body physically and, you know, and how, how it really does feel good to do good and serve yeah. others. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, you know, ECS right now. Like I know there's a, is it a, it's a home, is there a homeless shelter Yes. In West Philadelphia right yep, now? Yeah, that's correct. Yep. Okay. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, like I said, we have a, a several, you know, different programs. The thing that is, uh, everything's kind of been able to continue operating. So, um, you know, we've been able to move our coaching into remote coaching um, opportunities, you know, as, as it's able to work with everybody, we're all kind of negotiating schedules and things like that, obviously, and our participants are no different. Um, you know, but something like a congregate living situation, like our shelter in West Philadelphia, you know, that's not something that, um, just is solved easily by social distancing. In fact, like having social distancing creates an even bigger challenge, uh, to keeping participants safe and running a high quality shelter. Um, so our staff has been working really diligently on this in the last several weeks. They've made, you know, kind of turned on a dime to have uh, a really skeleton screw. So of course, only essential staff who need to be there every single, every single day and are, are on a regular um, staff rotation. Um, we've separated, um, given family space from each other as much as, as as possible. Uh, and we've, you know, made changes, even as things like the way we provide meals in the dining hall has kind of changed, right. So that people can do it as grab and go and things like this and trying to make sure that they, those are meals that stay healthy. Right. So we're just like all of us trying to balance what our, um, kind of big picture goals are health wellness, right. Uh, running a high quality facility, with managing this current crisis, right? So trying to keep holding on to both of those uh, things at the same time. Um, and, um, you know, the, the challenges at the shelter have been things like the students who are living there. So we have children um, who are living with their families in the shelter and who have been, I'm sure you've read, people have been having a hard time accessing their school information or, you know, getting online and things like this. Uh, and we had kind of felt like, oh my gosh, we have this computer lab. Isn't that wonderful? But a computer lab during social, the time of social distancing, it just means that kids are right next to each other, right? So, um, you know, we've been uh, really lucky to have both a really capable um, 
IT department that's helping us think through some of those things. Uh, and then we're benefiting from, you know, people reaching out to us and saying, you know, we know you're doing good work. Just how can I help? What can I, what can I do to support the families yeah. who are living there? And okay, so what can people do to help support yeah. the families that are living there or to well, support ECS? Yes. I mean, I'll say, and this is, I think this is true for any organization, anyone, anyone that you're supporting, any nonprofit, um, the biggest thing that people can use is unrestricted funding uh, because there's so much that's unknown on a day-to-day basis because of this um, crisis, unrestricted gifts. And I mean that for ECS St. Barnabas or for anywhere um, are the things that institutions need the most in order to continue turning on a dime because, you know, we kind of don't know what the next thing is going to be. Right. Um, And in addition, we've built out a Amazon wish list. So there are specific items that we've realized that um, some of our families are in need of. Uh, So, you know, sometimes it's stuff like, you know, um, uh, Pediasure or toothpaste, right? Yeah. Uh, different things that we want to be able to offer so that we can, we're, as always, we're trying to diminish the amount that our participants have to go in and out of the shelter, right? Sure. Um, so the more things that we can provide, um, the more uh, stable families are going to be able to be and we're going to have kind of less risk of some kind of infection coming in and out of the shelter. Uh, so we have put together an Amazon wish list and you can go find it if you go to Amazon wish list and go to St. Barnabas Mission Goods Drive. Um, you can look for um, you can look for our wish list there. And it has That's awesome. I love that idea. So um, on, I'll make sure I have this in the show notes as well. For people that are listening, they can check it out. But it's Amazon wish list. They go to St. Barnabas Mission. Goods Drive. Goods Drive. Okay, great. That's awesome. I love that. Cause, so, okay, uh, back to the unrestricted funding for someone <laughs> who does not live in this, in the nonprofit world. I'm assuming that I know what that means, but I just want to make sure. So unrestricted funding is mean, means just donations that aren't given and tied to a specific like outcome. Like, okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. That's what I thought. It's like, it's like connected to, it's like connected to the mission of the organization. Right. 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 Um, not saying like, only... I'm going to give this money and it has to go towards X thing. It's just giving money. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And the, the only thing that, you know, again, ECS or any organization would ever put that money towards is the mission. Sure. Um, and it just provides that kind of flexibility so that you can say, great, okay, now this is what the new, this is the new thing we have to worry about here. And we can kind of absorb those costs as we go along. Okay. And Amazon wishlist. So let me ask you just as you were talking about technology, you know, I know, I mean, if people do have like, older iPads that are in their house laying around or things that they're not using, like, could that benefit the families or no? Is it really just, you know, giving unrestricted funding and the Amazon with Amazon? We're looking, we're looking at some of those on a case by case basis. So I would just say, you know, one thing that we do want to say is that we're not asking people to, we don't want people to come to the shelter right now to do any drop offs or, um, and we don't just like all of us, we're working remotely. Right. So we don't have, this is, you know, kind of an added challenge. We don't have a drop-off location, yeah. right? Gotcha. Um, or a means of like disinfecting or any of any of that kind of stuff. Not like, you know, just the, the kind of normal concerns, yeah. right? Yeah, um, absolutely. That said, you know, um, if you reach out to me directly, it's at mollym at ecsphilly.org. Um, you know, 
I'm happy to have a conversation with you about that and, and or anyone about that and just see, you know, what opportunity might there might be there. And, and if it's not, you know, we're, like we partner with a lot of other um, worthy and wonderful organizations in Philadelphia. So if it's not something that we can use directly, then we'll be sure to connect you to, to somebody that we think you can use what you've got. Okay. That's, that is so great. Well, I just love that. I love that there is an Amazon wish list, and I, I really connect with the mission of, you know, ending inter, I mean, generational poverty. It's like, you know, you see so many stories where you just even think about people that you know, or in your own life who, you know, have come from one place in life and who have made it to another. And I think that, coaching people to reach their goals and get where they want to be no matter where they came from is just so it's just an a very noble profession and thing to do but i i think that's just amazing for those people that you are serving so thank thank you. you for all of the work that you're doing Thank you, Christy. Thank you for having me on and, you know, sharing this information with your listeners. It's just, uh, you know, one thing I feel like that's really already starting to come out of this is the tremendous community that we're all kind of feeling, even though we can't be near each other. So we really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to. And I'm happy. I'm glad that we were able to talk and learn more about the organization. And like I said, I'll have, uh, I'll have links up on the show notes, but you know, for, and I'm sure they can visit, what is the website that people can visit if they are looking to donate? Yeah. ecsphilly.org. Awesome. Great. Okay. So ecsphilly.org. Okay. Thank you so much, Molly. I'm so glad you were here with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, guys. So that was Molly McAndrew from ECS Services. And I hope you got a little bit of a glimpse into the amazing work that they're doing, coaching their clients to end intergenerational poverty. Just amazing. So thank you again so much for joining us. I hope we'll see you again here next week. And please, please, please leave a rating and a review for Suburban Warrior on Apple Podcasts. It is huge for us to get reviews and we really, really appreciate it. Also, you can join our Facebook community, Suburban Warrior, and you can find me at Suburban Warrior on Instagram. Have a great day, everybody. (laughs) 